Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I am your host, Judy Gold, and uh, we have a very special episode this week. It was uh, recorded live at the Provincetown Film Festival last month. I got to interview Megan Stalter and Julio Torres because they each had films in the film festival and they won this uh, New Wave Award. And I always do a little interview for the winners of that award and I've, I did it last year and I did it this year and I wanted to share it with you because they're both really talented. Megan is in the movie Corabora. Uh, Julio, who is, you know, a beyond genius, was writer for SNL. I mean, you'll hear all about this, but he, he has a new movie out, Problemista, which is fantastic, uh, that he wrote, starred in and directed. Okay, so these young people are killing it. And that's why I want to kill myself. No, I'm kidding. I don't want to kill myself. But uh, but it was a lot of fun. And I'm glad I got to I'm glad we got the recording. I hope it sounds good. Don't yell at me if it doesn't sound good. Okay, because I can't. I can't deal with any negativity. Anyway, so what do I have to tell you? Uh, before this part one of this interview. Oh, I would like to you to know that today, today, the, the day this comes out, I am in Montreal. I'm in Montreal for the Just for Laughs Festival. I think it's my fourth or fifth time. And I'm really excited, although I'm going to be there for a long time. But I have tons of shows. So, you know, go on my website, go follow me on all the you know, socials. And uh, if you're in or near Montreal, you got to come see me. I mean, you got to do it because I'm there and I'm doing a live podcast. I'm doing a live Kill Me Now podcast, but I'll tell you all about that at the end of this episode. Just uh, wanted to tell you uh, something that happened this week. Um, I'm not going to rant about politics and right now, I do want to, oh, and by the way, last week's rant when I talked about Synchrony Bank and Crate and Barrel, I forgot to tell you that I had earned a $220 credit from Crate and Barrel because I had spent a lot of money. So because I have the card, they give you rewards. So I had earned two, $220, rewards, uh, $220 in rewards. And when I contacted them, they said, Oh, well, since we closed the account, you don't get your reward. I forgot to add that. I was so mad. I was so fucking mad. But Tracy with an I, who works at Synchrony Bank, she got me my $220 back. I love you, Tracy with an I. I love you. 
but I still not resolved telling you right now I've checked every day no one's called me no one has done anything it, it I, I called the other day it was moved to another department these people are fucking assholes okay so that's that and here's the other thing so I bought a rug I bought it. You know how you buy you're buying you buy stuff now and it takes two and a half to ten years to get it delivered. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, really? It's and they lie. They're like, yes, we, we'll have it in stock in a month and a half, and then it's oh, I mean two months. I mean I, don't know. I mean when you're in the fucking Hebrew home for the aged, we'll deliver it. Okay. So I ordered a rug from West Elm a couple of months ago. And it was delivered the same day they delivered my chair from Crate and Fuckface, okay? And I said to Ben, my lovely son, you know, they're going to deliver the chair. Of course, I had to wake him up, even though he knew they were coming, whatever. They're going to deliver the chair. And the rug is also coming that day, but they're not delivered. They're going to leave it in the lobby. So I need you to bring it upstairs. So that was Saturday. That was Saturday. Friday, the Friday following that Saturday that the chair was delivered and the rug was delivered. That Friday, by the way, I and I had spoken to Ben the night before. On, you know, I speak to him every day because I'm Jewish. And um, uh, I said, oh, how's the rug and he's like it's fine it's in the bedroom I said where is it it's in the bedroom okay so the following Friday chair and rug are delivered on Saturday then goes Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Brittany my trusty assistant goes to my house to do you know some work and um she's leaving that Friday afternoon and she said, oh, I didn't see it on the way in, but there's a rug in the lobby. And I said, is it from West Elm? And she said, yes. Ben fucking lied to me. He never brought the goddamn rug upstairs. So then he avoided me for two days because I was like texting him. I can't, you know, I do the guilt really well. I'm like, you know, I'm really disappointed in you. I just don't understand why you would lie to me about something like that. Anyway. So, of course, he apologized, but now I don't trust him. I can't take it. What is, I would have, my mother, I was so scared of my parents. They would have killed me. Whatever. We're too lenient. We're too lenient. Anyway, so that is my kill me now story. The rug is finally upstairs. Henry took a picture of it and then took credit for bringing it upstairs, even though he didn't do it just to get been in more trouble um so that's what i'm dealing with as a parent of two very straight sons who apparently lie to me okay there you go so enjoy that story enjoy your families enjoy your kids and i want you to sit back and also enjoy my interview with julio torres and megan stolter unique I hate the word unique but you're so individual in your 
your processes and the way you you communicate your art. But the thing that does connect you, I think, both with these movies is that they're pretty autobiographical in a way, don't you think? You, I, you both take from your lives, or I see a lot as I've done research. Why are you looking at me like that? But there is. Well, that was my earnest face. Yeah, oh, I like it. Thank you. I've been practicing all day. The earnest face? Yeah. How'd, how'd that work in school for you? I, I feel like my... So adamant about 
war was not abstract. It wasn't like, what if people had guns and shot each other? It's like, oh, right. no. It's like, it was a, a, a lived experience. And then right. one time, my cousins had that, like, video games for passing down where you would, like, shoot ducks. Yeah. And she saw me playing with it, and she freaked out. She was like, wow. no. which is really theater, don't you think? There is some theater in there. Well, uh, okay, so I, I would say that I am a god girl. So I feel like when I say, if I was to say, like, oh, I'm Christian, then it, you get a picture of me um, in a nun's costume outfit. Not, costume, not anymore, right? just a MAGA plaid. Um, <laughs> right. With and a, a swastika. I would like to yeah. say I'm a gay girl who loves God and spiritual, but I did grow up in a Pentecostal church, and it's a lot of... Um, it's like in movies where you see like a pastor running around the church with a snake, but um, it is all. I think the church that I went to, we didn't have any snakes, and it's all really real. I had really real experiences with God and the people there. That, it was a good. I grew up in a good church, but I have seen a lot of bad from the church, so it's really complicated. And you still feel Christian? Well, it's interesting because I feel like I. I mean, I feel like I love and know God, and feel like we just all need to love and take care of each other. Yeah, so absolutely. I think the Christian church has a belief that I don't align with all of mine, right. so it's complicated to be, you know, it's hard to say, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, the church isn't all accepting, so it's like, the God I believe in is, so um, it's complicated. But I did grow up in a church that's all, everyone's crying. I feel like everyone's <laughs> I feel like everyone's really moved by what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just looked at someone that was like, <laughs> no, um, God's really important to me. And I, if I had a church that was like really cool and gay, then, um, which I'm sure there's tons out there, I would love to go to that one. You, would, uh, you, would you ever make it? Would you ever found it? Make a church? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. No taxes? I, I didn't yeah, see right. that. So many gay people that I know that's like, oh, I grew up in church and I love God, and then felt like after I came out, then it wasn't as accepting. They weren't as accepting. Right. Or like, oh, well, that breaks my heart because I, the God that I know, I feel like. Hey, everyone, you know. One of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. 
They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto. I just did Chef's Choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me, I never lie, factor is amazing. You're going to head to factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S, dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero, okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. City. Is that correct? Or yeah, be a right. huge success in New York City? 
Yes. And your mother. I got chills down my spine. Yeah. So. And your mother, you were six months old. I do my research. And your mother uh, said it's him. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> ping, ping, <laughs> ping. Um, you're getting a little, oh, that's so cute. Do you believe in that sort of mystical thinking? You know, I don't know. I'm attracted to it. I don't know if in my core I believe in it, but it definitely colors a lot of uh, my work. And what I like is this sort of like vague sense of magic. I think that uh, like Latin American Catholicism, which I my parents are not really anything, but like I grew up around it like immediately. It's obviously so lush and superstitious and and my mom always believed in a wide range of things. Like uh, she believes in reincarnation. She like uh, she thinks that her dreams uh, communicate things to her. Like she like wake up in the middle of the night writing down a phone number that she remembers. Uh, aliens have that and, uh, Do you know what meds she's on? <laughs> None. Okay. Uh, so I believe that she believes it, and I am, and I love that. Yeah. You, uh, now your family was very funny, you, and you would make videos all of the time. Uh, and you, I heard you quoted saying that you were surrounded by funny women your entire life. How has that, do you feel like you're a feminist, and how has that, and I would love to know who your influences were, female influences were, Judy Gold, um, growing up, I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy for the, the women comedians, especially um, people who tell the truth, and who, who really, besides your family, who really had a, a huge influence on, on you as you were, when you were a kid? Um, it would be so funny if I was like, I'm not a feminist. Um, <laughs> no, of course I am. I, li I live and die for women. I, like, I have so many, everyone in my family is a girl. Like, I, I have um, maybe three boys in my family. Um, I have about 30 girl cousins and five aunts. And like, all of my happiest moments in childhood were, were making the videos with them. And being funny, that's why I was like, addicted to being on stage and performing. Um, you, of course, the whip, the... I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Did we have... Oh, yeah. Is this on? Thing up? Yeah, go ahead. So, I, I was very, like, into SNL, like, the, you know, Molly Shannon. I, I think, like, just seeing, like, comedians who, or women that were making their own rules, like, that sounds yeah. easy, but being like, oh, my God, I want to do that, like, they, they're so, like, bold and, like, they're just doing what they think is funny. And um, I was just, I, I, I was the one that was like, can we make another video? And my mom and, my mom and her sister always would get the camera and then we would get it after they were done. And so there's, like, footage of, like, them singing, like, Patrick Klein songs and dancing. And then there's, like, a video of me doing the exact same thing after the right. video. Also, they loved doing these, like, Every single time they had a camera, they would make this commercial that, like, 
the joke was like they have gas and they're like dogging like <laughs> for it and then like I didn't think that part was that funny but like they thought it was so funny <laughs> and then they had a sketch where like they're like we can't stop eating let's put a sock in our mouths and I'm like okay <laughs> like you, 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 the actor, didn't really agree with the vision. Well, I was, yeah. it was like, I wasn't allowed to be cast in that. Like, that was uh, my mom and my sister. And, like, yeah. adult humor, I guess, was that, like, they should, like, be on a diet. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, it was a little bit toxic. Like, right. I was, I'm glad that I wasn't, like, shoving things, like, socks in my mouth, sort of popping that stuff. Yeah. But, um, it's interesting, like, the era that we grew up, like, I, like, there's, like, weird eating stuff that our parents, but for some reason, when, like, my, I, I just think, like, it was fun to see them have fun together, but yeah. I don't think I believe in everything my mom has <laughs> tried, is, like, sure, sure, sure. I think there was some toxic stuff right. that I saw, um, like, there's some issue where, like, my aunt would have, um, this Aunt Linda? No, my, um, Aunt Sherry would have, oh, okay. she had a lot of eating, and they both had a lot of eating stuff, so, but that was part of their sense of humor, is what I mean, but right. I don't think I took on that. Like, for some reason, I went total opposite. Like, I was like, I never want to do that to yeah. myself. But my um, aunt would have little um, written notes around the kitchen, like, hey, fat pig, you don't need another snack. Or wow. Like, chew up candy and spit it into a bag in front of us. And, like, they'd be funny about it, but I'm like, oh, okay, that's weird, but, like, can I just have the camera to make my, like, horror film? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so in many ways, like, my mom and, like, all the women that raised me are such inspirations, but I also saw, like, a lot of pain and stuff they went through that I was, like, I think that's a big reason why now I'm, like, I'm never going to say anything bad about myself. Right. Because I saw, like, sure. how hard that <laughs> I don't know, but that... But I love that that's what you learned from that. I mean, yeah. most yeah. people would be sucked in and you were, like, wait a minute, this, you just instinctively knew unhealthy avoidance of this whole situation. But they had so much fun. <laughs> like, yeah. they... Like, we would come up with dances, and we'd do big talk shows, and, like, we filmed everything, and, like, I don't even know if my mom realizes, like, she is a big part of why, like, I love this. Yeah. Um, even if some of the toxic stuff I didn't, I tried so hard to fight against. Um, but, yeah, I just love, I love female comedians, and I'm um, obsessed with women and having sex with them. Me too! <laughs> You know, it's it's because comedy is such a coping mechanism. And I read that you you were um, when you were 11, your grandfather died, and your whole economic situation changed, and you had to your mother had to lost her store where you really felt the most you as a kid in that store because she was so uh, embracing of your unique talent and, and your ideas. And you ended up moving and getting a scholarship to a very fancy school, but you were the poor, you and your sister were the poor kids at the high school. Um, and you would not be cast in anything in high school. How do you think your high school experiences affect your art? I mean, you oh got to God. see a whole other world. Yeah, that's a really good, that's a, yeah. Um, wait, can I say, can I say you a thought? Can I say a thought before I forget it? Before I forget it regarding uh, Max videos growing up, is that that makes a lot of sense to me because, like, knowing Meg as a peer, uh, I feel like I saw a lot of, like, particularly, like, around, like, pandemic when I feel like their videos started getting so much. 
fashion online, and I feel like I, we saw a lot of like live performers being like, okay, how do I translate this into like videos? But it makes a lot of sense that for you, it wasn't like, how do I do this other thing into this? It was like a return to the thing that you you grew up with. That is really like an amazing way to put it because I hadn't even realized that like. One thing I'll say is I was going Instagram live a lot, and people would say, like, oh, it's, like, she's, oh, she's kind of just, like, having fun on her own kind of thing. And I, um, it is kind of, like, I just wanted to have fun in the way that I was doing what I was little. You're hoping. Well, you weren't, you were so like, panic. compromising. You weren't, like, ah, oh, I should be doing this at a stand-up club, but instead of doing it video, it's more, like, no, I, I, videos are my head. I wasn't, like, trying to get... Like, I truly wasn't trying to be like, I hope this video gets a lot of likes today, because I, I truly was so panicked about not performing, and I was so, like, scared, that I was like, the only thing I could think of to do alone to have, I have to find a way to perform just for But don't you think, like, I mean, I, I brought up high school, um, and I kind of wanted to, you know, marry that with the pandemic. The fact that you had, you were isolated during high school, you felt isolated during high school, and the pandemic gave you, I mean, you were completely isolated for three months, I read. Uh, Your research is. Wow. That's to me, too. Yes, correct. You yeah. interviewed our families. Yeah, I, I spoke to all of you, yeah, uh, family members. Your father's coming over tonight, actually. Okay. Wait, but, but yeah, sorry, going to, going to your so, high school question, I... I like, uh, because you were an outsider and you were an outsider during this, and and really, you your star rose during the pandemic. You you were completely creative, and yet isolated, both of you, and used this to create more art. And I think because you had that coping mechanism growing up, you were successful. Yeah, I feel like to me my my high school experience, I felt very different. And you knew you were gay? Well, yeah, yeah. well, there's that, there's also the, uh, frankly, the atheism part of it. I was like, I, I remember really, when I was very little, being like, oh, okay, so they don't know about Santa yet, so they'll know about, they'll figure right. out Santa, and then we're going to do the God. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Don't know how to be lonely. 
children are lonelier now because yes. they're experiencing life through. Not only spending time with them, folks. Maybe like maybe it's like they're alone, but and they're lonely, and it's like they're like not quite distracted by all right. the comments. That's why they can interrupt. Wait, wait, but they're not like. who was doing the Sara Lee, had the Sara Lee Instagram account, which was supposed to be Nestle, right? And yeah. it was supposed to be on air when you were working there, and yet it aired after you left already, uh, and they changed it to Sara Lee, and it was the person who was running the Sara Lee account was this big queen who was doing freeways, and yeah. that was, was all the Instagram 
was that, the yes. Of, this is, I wrote it with Bowen, uh, and the premise of the sketch was the social media person for Sarah Lee, like the, the bride, like, is always, like, out in a table, and it's like, <laughs> and, and uh, gets his accounts mixed up, so he's constantly, like, surf-strapping via the Sarah Lee. I love that one. I love the the boy with the well. Yeah. Uh, you, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, that sketch is brilliant beyond brilliant, and I I'm so happy they did it. Um, yeah. It, just so thinking out of the box. Uh, it, brilliant. I just can't. I, you're just an amazing writer. So you you left SNL and created these other shows. Which ended up on HBO. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Uh, yeah, uh, Lotus Cookies uh, with uh, uh, with my friend Anna, uh, who I'm sure will come here at one point. Uh, Anna Cabrera and uh, Fred Armisen, and uh, we yeah, it's just this bizarre little show that somehow we got away with for two seasons <laughs> miraculously. Some Thank you so much for listening to part one of my interview with Megan Stalter and Julio Torres. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel. It is edited by Colin Schmeling and not Colin Schmeling, but Colin Schmeling and everything else doing with the podcast in my life is done by Brittany Jo Sowards. Richmond. Thank you so much uh, for listening. We'll have part two next week. I am right now, as you're listening to this, I am in Montreal with people who speak French-Canadian, which my friend Hervé thinks is fake French. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying he thinks it because he's from Normandy. I'm just saying that. I'm not saying it is. God knows I wish I could speak another language, okay? The only languages I know are English and cursing. That's it. I know some Yiddish. Okay. 
So I just want you to know I'm in Montreal until July 29th. Yes, I need to find a washing machine. Uh, you can catch me every night from July 18th to July 26th at the Just for Culture show. You can see my solo show. That's me doing an hour plus of stand-up on July 26th and 27th. Uh, if you're listening, you live in Montreal, we're doing a live Kill Me Now recording on July 27th at the Doubletree by Hilton Hotel in the Ovation Room in Montreal. I'm doing Ruby Carp show uh, tonight on July 18th. Uh, and I'm doing a gala, the gala that appears on the Canadian um, television. It's Jack Whitehall show. on. He, he'll be hosting it on July 28th. And you can get tickets for all of these shows at the link in my bio or on Instagram at G, G, well, my my Oh, at the link in my bio on Instagram. So you go to Instagram at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. And there's a there's a link in my bio you can get. Or you can just go to Montreal.hahaha.com. Yes, that is the email address for the Montreal Comedy Festival. Hahaha.com. So go to Montreal.hahaha.com. And when I get back, people... I will be at the Post Office Cafe and Cabaret every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night until September 3rd. Okay? So there's lots of places to see me live, and I need to see you. I need to see you. And I also want to say thank you all. I know you're listening to the end because you're still listening. Um, So thank you for that. Yeah, I don't know what else to say except... What we always say. So long. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.